1: Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 219, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Well... Our sponsor today is Noonday Exploration. Noonday helps families by purchasing oil and gas royalties from estates. For more information, call 903 530 9352 or go to Noonday Exploration. So I am so excited about today's show. I have a very dear friend on. Her name is Sandra Beck. She was on recently and did a show with me called Single and Strong Divorce When Enough is Enough. And and I was laughing with her about this because she has such a long bio. She she just told me to skip it. <laughs> so if you want, I know, you can hear her laughing with me in the background. Sandra, thank you for being on here. I am going to skip your bio, but I want my listeners to know if they want to know more about you, you have really fancy titles and you are such an accomplished person. So I'm really proud to have you as my friend. I mean, I'd be proud of you anyway, but when they read their your bio, they're going to think I'm pretty special. <laughs> I invited you back because we just didn't have enough time to talk about all the things I really wanted to pick your brain on. There are times during the year when single families really suffer, and holidays are one of those times, and it seems like there's a holiday every month now, and as soon as we do anything like a church picnic or, you know, from Christmas to July 4th to Mother's Day to Father's Day, every every month there's some holiday, and all the families are gathered, and my Single friends, many of them are so dear to me and they, they love me enough to tell me the truth. And they tell me how much they suffer because their yes. family doesn't look like everyone else's.
2: You know, Kathy, I'm going to give you some coping things that I've done, and they, they may yeah. not be the nicest things, but I think, you know, God will forgive us because, you know, they're not hurting anyone really. Um, well, I think we, thing- sometimes as women, we just need to do what we need to do to
1: take Kathy, care of our own family.
2: That's it. Like you know, up until my boys were old enough to help me carry things, one of the things I dreaded was this wonderful movie night in the park in our town. For twelve weeks out of the year, they do a family movie night. Everybody comes with blankets and popcorn, oh, and the PTO sells pizza, and we all sit on this big baseball field, and they they play Star Wars or they play some great movie there, and it's always a great source of shame and pain for me because I'm there lugging the stroller, lugging the cart, bring in the blankets like everything on my own with you know dragging the kids and yes I could have gotten other friends to do it with me but realistically like we just go on the fly like I get off work I get home grab the food throw it in the car throw the kids in the car and off we go to movie night and it's really painful to me because I feel acutely the loss of a spouse. I feel acutely Mm. that I'm a three and not a four. And when you go to the restaurant, there's who sits with one kid or when Mm -hmm. you go to the amusement park, you've got, you know, I can only ride with one kid. Then who watches the other kid? Like, you know, there's just all these things in our society that don't work for threes or, you know, for a mom and, and two kids. And, So what I do is I look around till I find some family that's fighting, and I watch the husband and the wife fight, and then I think, huh, I'm here peacefully enjoying my Diet Coke while my kids run around. And I know it's petty, and I know it's small, but there's always some family just fighting. I'm (laughs) pretty sure that that was Dave and I. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't wish them to fight, but it does. It does make me feel a little bit better. Or when I see a couple arguing over what where they should sit, and I think, oh, I can choose my spot. Like, yeah. you know, so I have a little fun with it in my own head, but it is really painful. I do a Christmas dinner party, and the, the big dilemma is always, do I invite some guy that I'm dating? Because then everybody gets all right. weird they're like oh is he the one are you guys gonna right. get married blah 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 so i kind of keep my dating life and my family life and personal life completely separate well you're such a champion i
1: i just see how beautifully you've raised these two boys that you're raising they're going to be awesome dads i think and fathers and husbands those two they really get it and i i think that's encouraging for single moms i hear we you know i hear my friends say all the time, Oh, if only we had better role models. You know, here I am a single woman. I'm always on the lookout for a good role model for my sons. And they enroll them in Boy Scouts and Boys and Girls Club and all kinds of things to compensate. But I, and I know you've done quite a bit of military philanthropy so i know there's strong men all around your boys it it really shows but but i have to say those temporary role models are not the same as a courageous champion kind of mom and and i see you doing that so well
2: well and you know it's it's interesting because we're in this society now where gender roles are blurred for young people you know there's the gender bathroom or the gender this or gender that Mm -hmm. and I like to hit home with the boys. Like I, I have brothers, and they're really involved in my kids' lives, which I appreciate. Yeah. And I have other male friends, you know, the dads of friends. And I'm not afraid to ask Kathy. You know, I will ask, you know, there's my one friend's husband, Tom, and the other one's named John. And these men, I have asked them and Mm -hmm. said, hey, you know, I know you're going to be working on this with your son. Will you include my son so they know how to use a hammer? Will you include my son so they know how to backpack or they know how to ride a dirt bike? You know, I think of Koa's dad, you know, I'm like, you need to teach my kids how to ride a dirt bike. And, I think, you know, engineering those things, you don't have to be the dad. I know you are most of the time, but if the dad is not somebody you want them to model after, and you know what, these other dads, Kathy, they are so filled with pride. If you choose a good dad to stand in for something for some reason, Mm -hmm. then winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah.
1: You know what I like about that as a as a wife? My my husband is he is a great role model and very masculine and very responsible and protective in, in all the best ways. And so people do gravitate to us, but what I like about the way you do that is so, so we're we're always happy when we have the chance to. We ha, we have a lot of tenderness and compassion. We see women working really hard, and we want to help them in any way we can. But if you say to a family, "I need your husband to help my son do this specific task," it's so much easier to say yes to that than if you leave it too open ended. The husband may think, well, I've already got three kids. You know, I can't be a father to this child. So even just being really specific about the task frees people up to say yes.
2: Well, and it's specific and it's finite. And it's
1: done. Yeah, I I really love that, and, and I do think that's so healthy for boys, and we do that all the time with William. He was surrounded by good men. I was going to tell you one thing that we did that I think was kind of accidental, but it meant a lot to our family, and that is I we had a birthday party for me one year, and we invited all these families that we loved, and... As it got closer, I thought, I just want to honor the men, because it occurred to me how great it was that we were surrounded by so many great men. And so we gave all the men name tags, and we put one character quality on their name tag that we thought was true of them, and then they had to go around and look at each other's name tags and wonder, how did she see this in me, you know, or how did she see this in that guy? It was such a fun party, but it honored maleness, if that makes sense, people who were manly good men they were they were honored to be to have one of their character qualities even noticed you know that weren't they weren't expecting it at all we didn't even make name tags for the women <laughs> or the kids you know so i don't know i think there's ways we can honor men without without with no self-consciousness at all we can just say to the men around us that are good men in front of our kids in front of our sons wow i'm so glad so-and-so is in our life he has such a good quality of faithfulness or tenderness or fortitude whatever it is and then our boys can pick up on that and that's pretty cool for everybody actually
2: well it's having those conversations like I can't stress enough how important it is to talk to your boys about this stuff you know what do you see in the you know and I ask my kids this like you know what do you see in Mr. John or Mr. Tom or Mr. Bob what do you see in them that you like that you're going to do someday like you don't have to have the dad modeling in the house every day you know most people don't most dads go to work or like my friend who's a firefighter he might be gone two three weeks at a time so you know there is no perfect dad scenario. So the men in their lives, you, you, you ask them, what do you like about your teacher? Mr. Roland? What do you, what, what, what are you going to do that you learned from him in your life?
1: I love that. You know what? I want to talk a little bit, and I know we're going to have to go to a commercial here in a minute, so we won't have time to get to all of this, but I want to ask you, just because you're so willing to be honest and vulnerable, I want to know a little bit about what you see the church could be doing to help single moms so that you could tell us out loud, and then moms could take this podcast to their church and play it for their Bible study if they want to, and had a conversation going at church about what could be done that would really help and encourage single moms so give me a quick bite and then we'll come back and talk about that some more after the break
2: i would like to see a really good support group that's not about whining and complaining but that gives real value to women so that they can go back like lady warriors and fight the good fight
1: well, I love that picture, Lady Warriors. That is that is so great. I'm picturing women in uh, football helmets and pads, Lady Warriors, uh, fighting for their families like champions. It, that's what I want to see, too. So I want to thank our sponsor as we go to our break. I can't wait to come back and talk to you some more about this. But our sponsor today is Noonday Exploration, and I want to thank them for giving us this chance to get these good ideas out there in the in the stratosphere and i want you to remember that as a listener if you want to catch more from sandra beck she has so many shows and if you type in sandra beck you will find some of her stuff or you can go to beck so when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about what it means to be a single mom and a champion for your family and we're going to get going to get some ideas about don't want
0: to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return.
1: You all to see my blue eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shinbone Alley. The number on the gate the number on the door. in the next house over is
0: I'm here with Mary Ottman and I asked her to tell you about Water to Thrive. Water to Thrive builds wells and changes lives for people living in rural villages in Africa. Waterborne illnesses have killed more people than all of the armed conflicts combined since World War II. In fact, 5,000 children under the age of 5 die each day from waterborne diseases. Since 2008, Water to Thrive has built 750 wells, benefiting 400,000 people. You can make a difference by donating at www.watertothrive.org.
2: Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each
1: week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerged triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Hi, this is Kathy Craffey with Fireside Talk Radio, and I'm here with B.J. Garrett, the Executive Director of CARE. Christ-centered abortion recovery and education. We are here to help men and women have their lives restored after an abortion experience. If you want to know more about how to recover after abortion, look for our upcoming episodes on Fireside Talk Radio with BJ and Kathy Crafty. Thank you. All miles and miles of Texas. Yes.
0: We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and, and ponder now, in their hearts, where the truth bio, and Texas twang meet.
2: And catfish, and good gumbo.
1: Hi, we're back with my very special guest today her name is Sandra Beck and I know you're falling in love with her just like I have I just love you so much Sandra thank you for being with me and for being the super champion mom single mom that you are you're just amazing thank you so we've all experienced heartbreak when we have either considered divorce or gone through a divorce or had a friend or a close even somebody in our family a marriage that is broken up it's just heartbreaking and and i think the church is just overrun with this and and sometimes as as christians or church people we kind of have our head in the sand and we we feel awkward and uncomfortable and we don't actually know how to help somebody who has suffered a terrible tragedy in their life so give me some more information about what the church can do to help single moms
2: well, I would like to see the church take a more empowerment role um, and it would require them to to have a little bit of a paradigm shift you know there's there's lots of great examples of of overcoming in the Bible, you know, and those are all great stories, but women need specific tools. One of the things that I found lacking in many of the different groups that i that i um attended was the lack of specific direction it's okay to to talk about what happened in the bible it's okay to talk about you know this but now what do i do what do i do with this information in 2017 2018 you know with two kids and i'm going to work i really want to see tangible advice like you know tell me you know what for the next 30 days you're going to you say over and over in your head ten times a day, you know, with God before me, who can be against, you know, to to teach women how to respond, not react, and and give them practical tools. Because without the practical tools, you can tell me all the great stories in the Bible, but if I don't understand them, I can't relate to them, and more importantly, I don't know what to do with them. I might as well have just whistled into the wind for all I got out of that. So when you when you talk about tools, are you talking about
1: recovery groups that help you identify your your patterns or are you talking about specific ways to just get your kids lunches made on in the
2: morning and And get them out the door on time? Concrete tools that help me get up in the morning. You know, to say, Mm -hmm. you know what? If you're having trouble getting up in the morning and she's having trouble getting up in the morning, then you know what, Kathy, you're going to text Sandra and Sandra, you're going to text Kathy and say, come on, girl, get out of bed.
1: Right. Okay, so really practical, functional things like even though my heart is broken and I'm grieving, I still have kids, they still have to be at school, how am I going to get myself out of bed in the morning?
2: Right. And what can I do with those feelings? You can write them out. You can paint them out. You can walk them out. You can talk them out. But to put a limit on it, you know, one of the right. things we do, especially as women, is we get an all involved in the why. Why did this happen? Why? Yes. Why, 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 why? We never get to the solution. And we feel better discussing the why because it puts us in a safe place and a place of kind of control and we don't have to stretch and grow. But we really need to move off the why and get to what do I need to do today to get me to where I want to be
1: that is so Practical, I love it. And you're really an expert at that. As we were going through working on my book together, you were making me be very practical in the applications that I used at the end of each chapter. So I know how gifted you are at that. But I also know it's hard for other people to think of those practical things. But you just gave us two right there. You can um, call a friend,
2: text a friend. And what was the second thing you just said? You could like when you have all these feelings. What do you do yes. with those feelings? You can write them out, talk them out, work them out, walk them out. Um, you know, there's so many different things you can do. But then you've got to move off those feelings because the difference between men and women is, you know. And you look at this when when people get divorced, more often than not, the man has moved on before the woman even got her laundry done. is that true? Is this? And women spend all this time, and Kathy, there was a time at, shortly after I got divorced, I went to the Grand Canyon. I had to handle a foreclosure um, because of my divorce, and I, I walked the Grand Canyon Rim. I drove up to the Flagstaff place where my condo was, signed all the foreclosure papers, turned in the keys, did everything I was supposed to do, got my stuff out of there, and then drove back down to the Grand Canyon where I sat on the edge, not jumping, just, just to kind of look at the rock of uh-huh. ages, you know, to put, put yeah into things and I was crying and crying and crying and this bus of women gets off uh-huh. and it was some divorce retreat if you can imagine the synergy <laughs> that happened with this so all these women get off and I'm just kind of sitting there you know with my swollen red eyes sniffling on the corner but I'm a big eavesdropper so I was listening to all their conversations uh-huh. and they were all <laughs> talking about their divorce and talking about this and talking about that. And I got the, the the feeling that some of these women had been divorced for a long time and that this was kind of their shroud, this was their mantra, this was their thing. Yeah. And I promised to the Grand Canyon, I make a lot of promises, Kathy, <laughs> things, but I promised to the Grand Canyon that I wasn't going to be this person that 20 years from now is still lamenting. Right. Um, right. About what happened to me and these two women on the bench sitting behind me, I heard this woman just why, 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 why? And I wanted to turn around and go, okay, enough. Like some of this mm-hmm. stuff you 'll never know, and mm-hmm. the more you explore this stuff, the more variables come in. the more you think yourself into a circle and today you think he's a narcissist tomorrow, he's bipolar, then he's an alcoholic, and you know as new information comes to light, but you're still stuck there. See men don 't do this well men Many- I think it's interesting that
1: you're you're differentiating between how men and women process, because one of the things Dave and I always wonder about is when a man gets divorced and then he's remarried in like three months or six months, and we, we both say he didn't have time to go to counseling, how is he thinking it's going to be different now, you know, already?
2: Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but we can take the technique of saying, I'm not going to spend the next eight years of my life going over this divorce. I'm going to put it in boxes. Like every Thursday mm-hmm. night I, I open up that box with my therapist and I look at it and I examine things and I talk about things and I learn from them. And then I live my life for the whole week. And then the next Thursday night I open up the box and if more women could put this stuff in a box and open it for the purposes of not repeating mistakes but moving on with their life, I I really believe we would be much better.
1: I think I think bitterness, I always say gratitude is the cure for bitterness, but to me bitterness is when you we adopt a, a hard attitude of bitterness when we have been injured and we feel we are somehow helpless, and then we regurgitate over and over and over that that pain and that anger of the hurt, rather than letting it go, forgiving it, or looking around and focusing on other things that, that we know we do have to be grateful for. We focus on the one thing that hurts, and it becomes bitterness. So I think it's interesting that you're bringing up this whole concept of of going over things over and over and over even things that we have no way of knowing or judging we 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 sometimes forget to factor in that our husband brought baggage into the marriage too so and our ex-husband did also so those are things that some of which we cannot even possibly know only God alone really knows that.
2: Well, and, and what we focus on, Kath grows. So if yeah. we focus on the unfairness, if we focus on the resentment, if we focus on the hurt, we grow it. What we focus on, we grow. Mm-hmm. So, Sandra, I want to
1: ask you a question that's just really practical. Let's say this Sunday at church, I see a lady sitting across the pew from me, and I, I... I realize, oh i think I think she just went through a divorce. what is there some small, obvious thing I should be able to do for her that will encourage her a bunch and won't keep me from keeping my responsibilities to my family? You know something small but very
2: significant. What
1: would you suggest?
2: Well, one, a lady did this to me shortly after my divorce and my mom's death. And I was, again, crying in church, you know, just sitting there weeping. And she sat next to me, she held my, she just gave my hand, gave me a little squeeze. And she said, you will get through this. You are not alone. And she didn't say, I'm here if you need me. She just said, you're not alone. And, and she was like, and I pray for you or something like that. Oh, it was just very yeah. simple words. It wasn't anything major. And she didn't really even speak that much English. She was from India. And she's this wow. little tiny woman. And I'm like this big blonde Amazon next door. And I thought, this is so bizarre. But it was oh. one human spirit to another. I love that. And you want to be seen. Like, you don't want to be seen as a mess. But when you're suffering like that and somebody just says, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you're going to get through this, you're going to, you know, not you're going to be fine, but you're going to get through this and you have, here's some strength or something like that, and I'll pray for you, that's a big deal wow
1: i just hate it that we have to close off the show i could go on forever i want to ask you the megaphone question if you can answer it quickly and that is if you had just one thing you could shout through a megaphone and everybody would download it into their brain what would you shout on this topic
2: put your feelings somewhere temporarily so you can live your life and take those feelings out once or twice a week for no more than an hour and get on with your life and I want to just say,
1: I have seen you do that. And and I know I wasn't there when you went through your divorce or when you lost your mother. I'm going to be looking for her in heaven when I get there, by the way. But I have seen how you have used the momentum that came from all that hurt and grief, and you have pushed that into the future and created this amazing ability to bless and have compassion on other people and be vulnerable and real yourself. Uh, You you just are the poster child for champion women, single moms, raising kids successfully and beautifully. Thank you. So if you would like to know more about Sandra Beck and... uh, any of her other shows you can go to san to excuse me beckmultimedia.com for more information about her and all the ways she blesses many many people or if you have any suggestions on guests for future shows or sponsors that might want to help me with these shows then you can go to Kathy crafty k r a f V-E dot com and thank you for joining us at Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio today where we ponder the tried and true stuff women store in their hearts
0: now. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week Oh I